everybody, this is Patrick, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Misfits Guide to Adventuring, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Real Play Podcast, and with us is Nate. Hi. And we have Otto. Hello. And we have Matt. Yo, yo, yo. You're only <laughs> saying that because you tilted your hat slightly, slightly <laughs> to the side. That was downright roguish. Uh, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> you just, you look like immediately 10 years younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really good wonders. Absolutely. How does it feel? Do you feel younger? Feel dumber. <laughs> <laughs> that also happens with age. Oh, <laughs> it hurts. Ooh. Snap. It hurts. <laughs> oh, damn, that's a, that's a stab. You know I'm old because I said snap. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, kids. <laughs> It'll come back around another like 10 years. Wow. Time's a circle, right? I don't know. I don't know if language is, though, because like we went from groovy to cool to like yeet. So, <laughs> well, Rad was back a few years ago. So, That's who knows? True. It's just like all the freaking clothes and everything are all fucking neon again. It's like it's like the late 80s. Anybody know uh, what pog means? Pog? Yeah, little pog caps. <laughs> I do. I do know what pog means. I spent a lot of time on Twitch. Also, what does it mean on TikTok when people do this like oh, thing on their arm? Real answer? It's some fucking like basketball thing where some basketball player does that and it's supposed to mean like ice in my veins or something like that. Okay. It's a sports thing. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me either. Yay, sports ball. <laughs> well, let's get off of sports and get onto some D&D, some Dungeons and Dragons and that yeah, shit. Yeah, let's get off on some d No, wait, that's not wrong. <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> I have a six-sided die. Otto, you're a one-two. <laughs> Nate, you're a three-four. And Matt, you're a five-six. Who's going to tell us what happened last time on the Misfits Guide to Adventuring? That's a four. That's neat. It's not me. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, we did Linden's Linden specialty, which was flying. We committed Grand Theft Airship and took the airship into the sky. We had a couple of prisoners. One of the prisoners was chill. The other prisoner was the worst. And... um. Oh, there were two more prisoners who were uh, quarreling lovers in the uh, boiler room. And we locked them in there to um, resolve their differences and hug it out. And um, we passed a bunch of skill challenges that lay before us as we flew the airship over to Kandala. We started to approach Greenspire, and that's where we left off. Yeah, and here you are approaching Greenspire, this mountainous peak, uh, this this huge chunk of stone earth so as you approach this mountainous peak of green spire that has gotta be at least a mile to mile and a half sticking out of the ground this massive mountain with what appears to be almost a bowl at its peak it looks like it has been carved and shaped out you can see various green vines coming in and out of the stonework as they seem to just attach themselves like ivy growing of a house. Linden, you would know that there is nowhere to actually bring this airship down in the center of Greenspire itself. But you do know about the the shipping landing pad. Not really landing pad, but the shipping pad where many, a lot of the incoming and outgoing cargo is just around the south end of Greenspire. And with auto at the range, at the controls. I think Atreus at the end of the last episode went to sleep. Like she passed out on the floor of the captain's quarters is what I have. Okay. I think she left Huck in command for now. If I remember correctly, 
She tried to pass out on the floor and may have ended up in Kara's bed. I don't have that written down. <laughs> Who knows? It's a mystery. Well, Lyndon will help uh, help Finn fly or try to. I don't remember his voice. <laughs> Huck's a girl. She's I a female elf. Which one was locked up and which one was flying? I thought... Huck is a female elf. She's the head pilot. Uh, okay, so Huck is helping us fly and yeah. Finn is locked That's up. Finn right. is locked up. And probably ratting us out. <laughs> eh, what were they going to expect? <laughs> You know? I mean, in hindsight, we really could have searched him. I I suppose. (laughs) We didn't do that. (laughs) Anyway. I forgot all that stuff, so. (laughs) No, darn it. I also switched all notepads, and I don't have my actual notes. I only have the stuff I printed out, so let's just go with it. So, who was up front with Huck? I'll be up front. Okay, Linda, you were up front with Huck. Where where around here should I um, bring this airship down? Like, I can't bring it down on the top in the city, can I? doesn't look like well, any open area. Yes, there may not be room in the center of town, but there is a, a shipping area just to the south, if we can maneuver around that way. It should, shouldn't, shouldn't be any a bit of a problem. Uh, you do see her uh, reach for the controls to uh, try to slow the forward uh, momentum and begin to bring the ship down. With a little bit of a jostle, uh, everybody on the ship can feel it move around. Um, where, whereabouts is this? I, I've, I've seen... I've seen the map before, and it seems like there's a swamp back there, and, and is it really going to be safe to land? Can I see where we're supposed to go? As the peak of Green Spire is now passing on the right-hand side of you, uh, you do see the long channel of water leading southwards, and it's kind of hard to see from this high up, but you do know that it would be about a mile down below from where you are, pretty much in this main area. I believe it's there. You see where the water comes through, where the we would have shipping lanes coming through there, and there should be some docks and an open area. Oh, no, no, there would be no docks. There would be no docks there at all. If you can see where the water comes through, there may be an open area, a clearing near there, uh, where freight gets unloaded. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, I'm also... I've never had to land by myself. Well, you're not by yourself. You have us. I'm, you're not really trained to... Why? I'm very inspiring. <laughs> Takes about 20 minutes for the airship to circle around a couple times, and from the front window, you do see the passing of Greenspire in front of your vision a few times. You do see the massive elevator shaft, the two of them going all the way up, along with the massive set of stairs that are carved into the mountainside itself. And through the top area, you do see a bunch of arsed windows and doorways and passageways in the mountainside itself, which, Lyndon, you know, these are many various people's homes and quarters and even some uh, inside shops. But as the ship begins to point itself directly at Green Spire, the airship slowly, slowly begins to descend. And uh, I'm not going to roll this one. I want somebody else to roll it for for Huck. Just roll... um. Actually, Otto, considering you have vehicle proficiency and she does as well, why don't you give me that one? Sure. What'd you roll? (laughs) My proficiency modifier is plus three, so five. Yes. That's solid two. I would like to provide some bardic inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if that will help. (laughs) If I roll an eight, it will. You do hear a couple, meet, 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 meet. Oh, we're going down too fast. We're going down too fast. I don't really. Please descend carefully. Please descend carefully. <laughs> Crush the town. <laughs> well, the, the town's above above everybody. 
I'm trying to find a new d20, and I rolled another two and a nat one. I didn't ask you to roll again, though, so you're good. No, 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 I know. I'm just <laughs> finding a new one. I got a six on that bardic inspiration die, if it matters. Ooh. Unfortunately not. We're, we're going down way too Darn. fast, way too fast. You, you, you do see you're kind of frantically, like, start pulling a bunch of levers, and you do feel as if the airship lifts up a little bit. Where is Resden, and where is... Well, Otto would be in the bed. Uh, Otto, uh, Demetrius, sleeping. Uh, sleeping. Um, Resden, what are you doing at the moment? Probably just be on a chair in the hallway outside the door we locked uh, Finn up in. Oh, right? okay. Just kind of napping. Just go ahead and give me a uh, deck save on that. Linden as well, because you're up front. Fifteen? Fifteen, yeah. You, you, feel the, you feel the big bump, the jostle, but you, you maintain your composure in your seat and don't fall to your ass. Linden? Eight. Yeah, um, you are up front. You, as all this jostling moving around is happening, with that eight, you're sitting in... Are you standing or sitting in the... Uh, oh, I'm standing up, walking around, playing my harp, trying to it, now, are you, calm oh, everybody down. Are you in the front cockpit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with that eight, you do actually... With that big sink, you do end up kind of falling a little bit forward and mashing your hands and your harp on some of the controls, and you feel this whole airship just kind of dip forward at a 45-degree angle. No, get off! Get, get Move! 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and Huck just kind of pulls back really hard on the controls, really, really, really hard. It just kind of, like, jostles the whole entire airship as she's trying to bring it down to a slow landing. But nothing's happening, right? Nothing is happening at all. Atreus, you were... You were in the bed, but now you are on the floor because you couldn't roll any sort of save. You fall onto the floor, groggy a bit, but you are now awake. Does that count as a short rest? Yeah. Yay. What does Atreus do as she is thrown to the floor? She's going to kind of like take a second, realign herself with kind of what's going on, and then she's going to stand up and head up to the cockpit to see what's going on. Uh, you see Huck kind of trying to push the big furry feathery friend of yours out of the way as you also hear these sounds. Just... All right. Do, do you need help, Huck? Oh, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know what's going on. I've, I've, I've landed this before. I'm not the best at it, but oh, just go ahead and grab okay. me the controls. I need your okay, help. Okay, okay, okay. And she's going to sit down at the second seat and start... Tapping the buttons needed and pulling levers and trying to straighten out the airship and recalibrate everything. Now that there's two people that know what the hell they're doing up there, go ahead and roll. With advantage? Yep, with advantage because she is helping you. It's the same number. 13. With both dice? I got two tens. Okay, that's better than what it was. It is. Can I do the bardic inspiration? You, you could have called it earlier. I called it the last time they did the check. Yeah, but she didn't roll it. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, w with with you there, um, you do begin to slow the descent and regulate this as it's probably like a two to three hundred foot drop. You are going pretty fast, pretty hard. And as the ground is getting closer and closer, you just go ahead and give one last jerk on one of the levers and it just slows you down enough, but you hit the ground hard. <laughs> You feel the springs that are holding the blades up compress almost to their max capacity. You have landed. Not the best, but you you have landed. Well, you still that was exciting. You still want a slightly used airship, right, Huck? <laughs> well, I'm not gonna... I'm gonna take it and gonna leave it somewhere else. I've had a couple 
different thoughts. Um, but yes. Interesting. Am I just dropping you off, you? Well, or you could help us out a little bit more. I, you know, maybe prove yourself, prove your worth to yourself. I have a lot of thinking to do. Take your time. No rush. We'll be here. You know where we are. What in the nine hells is going on? Oh. <laughs> it's like, come hey. in. Well, we've landed. Is that what you call that? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I thought you were a pilot. You. What was your name? Uh, um, Huck. Huckleberry. Just, just Huck, dear. Huck. My bad. Huckleberry's my father. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a pilot. I can fly. I'm not the best at landings, especially something where I had to drop the ship from a mile above onto this small platform. I'm surprised. Well, God, I don't know if we did kill anybody or not. Well, I oh, heard no. some jostling oh, around no. down below. I don't. We might want to check on the other. Make sure they didn't. Uh, oh, Chaz oh. and Frankie. <laughs> Bump their heads. <laughs> I'll, I'll go check on them in a minute. I look at Beatrice, kind of mouth the words, do we trust her? Beatrice is just going to kind of put her hands up and shrug. From the back hall. What the hell's going on? Well, we landed. Uh, uh, that's the good news. Is that what you call that? <laughs> it wasn't the smoothest the first time either. I, I was in the bed <laughs> and then I was on the floor. Then I crawled back in the bed and on the floor again. That uh, sounds pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> So, what's the plan? Probably see if we attracted any attention with this flying ship that just crashed. I would imagine that we have. We may want to depart. Are there any hive members in Greenspire that you know of, Atreus? I don't believe so. I don't think our range goes this far. Thankfully. Well, I agree that we should check on the below decks, folks, and uh, see if we've attracted any attention on our makeshift landing pad here. Yes, we have a decision to make on what to do with those three. Is Huck still in the room, or did she leave to go check on those two? She left to go check on the other on the others. Okay. I would not I have mean, allowed her to leave by herself, FYI. Okay. Well, I've been talking to her, and I think, you know, she's not a bad person. She's been through a lot as well. Maybe the hive isn't for her either. We can kind of be walking at a distance behind. But I just don't want her uh, opening up any of the other doors uh, by herself, regardless if those other three can vouch for them. Not so much. Okay, let's uh, let's chase after her real quick and make sure that uh, she you, doesn't- You hear? Ah, fuck! Somebody stole my ice cream! <laughs> oh no! She walks back out from the, you know, the far end of the hallway where the lunch, you know, the lunch room would be just looking pissed. I was really hoping for that. It, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm not taking more lives because of ice cream. <laughs> I'm guessing it was what's his name? Stupid? Yes, that one. No, oh, <laughs> he's not going to steal anymore. Well, probably not. You hear a hollowed knock from coming from somewhere outside. Outside? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would run up to the deck, I guess you'd call it. Yep. Big window. Um, you don't see anything in front of you other than as the airship is facing towards the mountain itself. You just see a bunch of rock. You do see wooden structures raising up the side of the mountain, which Linden would know is the, the massive freight elevator. But that's not where the sound is coming from. It coming from the engine room or from the... It, it sounds like it's coming from below you. Okay. Let's go check on these guys. 
Atreus is gonna start walking down the hallway quickly. When I mean when I say below you, I mean like like from like where your staircase would drop down. Okay. Oh, so out, outside below. Yeah, outside okay. below you. Yeah, I ran up to the deck where they would drop the gangplank normally. Do I look down and see anyone below the ship? Oh, you mean you ran down to where the staircase was? You would have to actually open the staircase and drop it I don't it remember down. if we got on in daylight and then went below, or if the hatch was in the middle of the ship, or how we got on the ship. Hatchway's on the right-hand side of the ship. But it goes directly into the ship, not on top, and then you go down? Yep, it, it, it pretty much descends from okay. like the middle so of the ship. So it's not like a sailing ship where you... No, 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 okay. no. Sorry, I didn't describe it enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was like four episodes ago. So yes, uh, we would probably go to where the gangplank would open up to the outside. So you go ahead and you open up the staircase. I'll, I'll take lead. <laughs> this massive staircase just kind of like slowly drops down and kind of begins to unfold. And at the bottom of the staircase, you're taking the lead, Lyndon? Yep. You see two gentlemen standing there at the bottom of where the stairs are. Uh, both of them were wearing were dark black jackets uh, with some red, orange, and yellow trimmings along the edge. A tall one on the right-hand side, you do see some uh, feathers billowing out from his suit and a little bit of a light gray fluff. And as you begin to walk down the stairs, you see the, the uniform he is wearing. You see the little bit of feathers, and you look down towards his feet, and you see some orange three-toed claws like pigeon feet. And you look him in the face and this pigeon looking like Aarakocra, you know as Lemmy. Ah, hello, Lemmy. Long time no see. State your business. Just coming home. Good sir. <clears throat> he just starts laughing. <laughs> he looks over to the other guy. This, this tall elvish man with blonde hair just flowing in the little bit of a wind. He's like, why do you always gotta fuck with people coming here? What's your business? You're not part of the hive, man. Ugh. <laughs> And you know this other gentleman as Brad, or Bradley. And Lemmy comes towards you and he extends his arms and just gives you a hug. What are you doing in a hive airship? That, my friend, is a long and very engaging story, which I will tell you accompanied by song. Uh, okay. Perhaps later. Yeah, perhaps later. Um... Now, just just a heads up, whoever was uh, flying that, there's a couple crates that just got crushed. That was, uh... Ah. Yeah, if uh, Timber finds out, he's going to be a little pissed off at whoever was, uh... Can we provide some compensation? Two barrels of ale. Gone. Who are these oh, that's people, uh, Landon? Ah, these are... Lemmy and Brad. What would you describe their, uh, their office as? Are they like port guards or staff or... They would just be the staff down here on the lower end, just taking on any shipments, just trying to make it seem like uh, everything around here is a lot more presentable than it really is up there. You know, everything up at home is, for the most part, lax, relaxed. They're just down here with a whole cycle of other people that come in and out just to, just to work the bottom end of the shipping and receiving port. Well, Resden, the pleasant fellow that you see in front of you is Brad, and his dower companion is Limmy, and they are of the uh, shipping area staff down here in the Greenspire shipping area. Does this place have a name? I never came here very often. Mm, um, they're looking at each other. Uh, no, it's just we work, man. Where Brad and Limmy work <laughs> is where all goods... <laughs> from the rest of Tindala come in to Greenspire. Yeah, so 
Hey, how long has it been? How was uh, the Silver Oak Institute? Well, uh, it was very enlightening, and uh, it was... It's been, what, four or five years now since I've been home? Man, that's a... Whew. Has uh, anything changed? Um, no, just prep for the celebration. It's in a ah, day. Ah, yes. That is coming. That is coming very soon. A lot of extra people up there. Apparently, a lot of people want the high vantage point for some reason. And who wouldn't? Are we near the celebration site? Well, there's celebrations all over, but there's going to be you know, the big celebration right up uh, the top of Greenspire. We have an excellent view of the prime focus here. Oh, I'd like to see that. Uh, there's so much that you should see about Greenspire. Uh, first, we should compensate uh, the merchants for these casks of ale that we have landed on, and we do have some other folks in this airship, uh, Brad and Lenny, that you should know about, that are of uncertain motivation. So we should check on them and make sure that they are amenable to uh, keeping the peace. Understood. There's got to be some sort of safe or something on this ship with some extra funds, I would imagine. Atrius, now that's an idea. idea. You were in her room for a little while. Yeah, but Atrius you, you, you went saw straight to the sleep. hive uniform and scooted down the hallway. She's... So, she got scared. Oh, so you're still upstairs. Uh, no, she just saw the hive uniform and then started, like, going down the hallway away from the front door. I think she's probably going to head to her room. Okay, um, I want you to roll something, but... Hmm. Did they have a hive uniform on? No. I did. I, I yeah. thought the pigeon did. They're just wearing dark black suits with yellow and red and oh, orange okay. trimmings. Oh, okay. Well, but I would still I like to think that still you noticed got, it. Yeah. Was like, mm, no, <laughs> she's on edge right now. She's. I uh, I can imagine. Yeah, they look official, which is scary. Yeah. So she would have just scooted down to her room because she does have a pair of common clothes from before she enrolled in the academy. Good idea. So she's gonna change. <laughs> okay, uh, what do those clothes look like? It's again, like a high black turtleneck. She still has the black cowl and then just like a pair of more baggy pants than what the hive uniform was. Probably Jacobs. like, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and some boots, not anything <laughs> fancy. Just her little fit. C carrying all your, uh, your other equipment with you as well? Yeah, she's probably gonna grab okay. everything that she can carry out of her room. She doesn't plan on coming back here, so. Is there anything you want to do on the ship before you depart? Like, ransack Kara's room? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think she's going to go to Huck first and just say, this is the last offer. You don't have to stick around, but we would appreciate it. And I think we could use help if you are willing. I know that we, we talked last night and you had some doubts about your own self-worth and what you're doing with the hive and I think we can do better together but it's up to you and then she's going to turn and start back towards the the door and as the camera looks at Atreus <laughs> as she makes her way out Hawk looks like she's about to open her mouth and say something and then thinks better of it and then allows Atreus to leave fine with me and she'll Atreus, look back as you don't look back at the explosions. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you make your way down, you see this massive area, well, a bunch of crates all over the place, but you do smell some ale permeating the air from uh, the, the two barrels that got crushed from the landing. Could have been a lot worse, too. <laughs> but 
Oh, you have another friend with you. <laughs> uh, hey. Uh, hi. Hi there. Who's talking? Lemmy. Lemmy is talking. The, the, the pigeon. Yeah, when, when you walk down, you see this. You see these two gentlemen in what you originally first thought were hive uniforms, but you could tell that they are a little over the top with the red, the orange, and the yellow trim, almost like a pin going around the outer edge of like swirled color, almost as if, almost as if it was tie-dyed. And you <laughs> see this gentleman on the right, Lemmy. He looks like he's just a pigeon Aracogra, and the other one is a blonde half-elf. Just... They're working. This, Hello. this is Atreus. She's a friend of ours. Well, any friend of uh, Lyndon's is definitely a friend of ours. Speaking of friends, I look at the two of them. What are we doing with the rest of the gang on board? Because if we just let them go, what keeps them from reporting back to Kara, letting them know exactly where we're at? I don't think we're going to stay here that long, are we? Goodness of their hearts. I might have done a couple more appeals to Huck. I don't know if it got through to her, but I don't think she's a bad person. We are out of hive jurisdiction, so that helps. International waters. (laughs) Yeah, Lyndon, you do know that the hive does not come here to... They do come to Kandala, but they do not come here to Greasewire. Do they come here ever, Lyndon? I have never seen them come here. Honestly, I think it might create something of an international incident if they did, so I hope they don't. Sounds like we made a good choice coming here, then. Uh, can I come down? Oh, yes. Gimlet, make sure you're dressed, but come down, please. Oh, I'm always dressed. Yes, dressed. Wink. Dressed. <laughs> good. Fine. And it takes him a minute, and you hear the of him coming down. He stands right next to you guys, like, in a group. He looks up, doesn't say anything. <laughs> uh, yes, this is Gimlet and Resden, also friends. Welcome. Question, is this uh, ship going to be here for long? Because we have to clean up that mess. Uh, I think the pilot's on board. She'll cover the costs. we got to go. <laughs> All good faith. Lost completely. <laughs> how, yeah. how much How much was the ale that was crushed? I'm going to have to talk to Timber, but... Uh, Would 10 gold cover it? Uh, that was one of the special casks. That's been sitting in his facility for about two years now, aging in that barrel. On the dock. And he left it to age <laughs> out no, in the middle of a no. field. It was being brought down here for someone to pick up soon. Ah, uh, well, that is unfortunate. All right. You make your way up. You, you, you take the stairs if you want, but, you know, elevator shaft's right there. You can just take the freight elevator up. I will gladly cover the cost, and I imagine this airship will be leaving soon. All right. Hey, it was good to see you. I'll uh, jingle the bell up there let you, uh, to let them know someone's coming up. My much appreciated. It's good seeing you. Glad you're home. Likewise, it's been uh, too long. Yeah, um, also, I haven't seen you in a long time, but sorry for your loss. Uh, yes, thank you. They don't know she's... Well, <sighs> we may be in for some awkward conversations. My specialty. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he walks over to the bottom of the elevator shaft, uh, pulls a long, long rope. This thing has got to be a adventurer's worst nightmare. It is a rope longer than a fucking mile and a half, just going straight up. Jing, jing, jing. It it looks like it actually has little ringlets all the way up. As far as you can see, just holding it in place so it doesn't, like, flap around with the wind. But yeah, you guys now have a massive elevator that you can go step in. It is a 20 by 20 surface with a gate on all sides and mesh to make sure that anything or anyone that is within here does not fall out. Hmm. Atreus has never seen anything like this before, would she? No, 
Not at all. In Sestoria, or even the forest that you grew up in, this is... What? There's no giant elevator in the forest? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, down below, uh, once you guys get in, all right, probably be about 20 minutes all the way up. It's going to get windy up there, so... Oh, is it about a mile? A mile and a half. mile and a half. God. Yeah. The air gets uh, fairly thin, so don't exert yourselves too much. You see him... uh, pulling a couple levers and twisting a couple valves and then this thing just begins to rise. It starts off pretty slow but then as it just begins to pick up a little bit of speed you're probably moving a solid 15 miles an hour on what feels like a very smooth ride. There's a couple kicks and jostles here and there but this thing has handled a lot more than just three people and a gimlet. (laughs) Ah, I see they fixed the uh, rough spot at about the five minute mark. <laughs> yeah, for the view from here, even with the mix uh, of the wood and the vertical poles and the mesh that is here, um, the view is absolutely amazing. You were looking southward and you can see the you can see the break in the Earth's crust, which has created the southern canal uh, between Terran and Kandala. The higher you go, the more that you, the more you can see. About ten to fifteen minutes into this trip upwards, um, is there any conversation happening between anybody? You definitely should not <laughs> ask the tour guides how many people have fallen off the elevator. It's what? all lies. The number is much lower. Well, it, it's more than one, though. Well, it's been it's been here for years, and they've changed it up several times. So it's um. It wasn't always the technological marvel that it is today. Ooh, uh, she's gonna hold on to the side of it very tightly, like white-knuckled. <laughs> and many residents of Greenspire are able to fly on their own, so... Uh, yeah. This is mostly for freight and um, non-winged folks. Right. <laughs> Don't look down. <laughs> it is a work out? of uh, magnificent build. How old is it? Well, this is really the fourth one. So th- there are two elevators and one is always working and they're always trying to make uh, one or the other better. Or rather, this is the first. This is the fourth design iteration of this particular shaft, if I remember correctly. OK, she's just looking directly up, yep, waiting until the land gets closer. For anyone else that is looking out, you can see at this point the curvature of the world itself off in the distance. You can see so far as to the western and eastern regions of Kandala come to a point where you can make out certain areas down below, if you're going to dare look down, where the swamps are, and then to the field of Lees, and then the forest of Endriol, and then beyond that, the Scarborough Desert. It is, for anyone opening their eyes and not holding up for your life, (laughs) absolutely amazing. And as it just continues to go up and up and up. Lyndon, how are you feeling right now knowing you're going back home for the first time in five years? Lyndon is enjoying the view, but is noticeably pacing back and forth, not making the elevator ride any smoother. (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah, I'm, I must be honest, I am mildly anxious. About what? I thought your sister invited you. Well, um... I, in the limited time and space that I had to think of a message to her in response, 
told her to come back, so I would assume that she would assume that I would assume that I meant Greenspire. So here we are. Uh, however... It's a lot of assumptions. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know the old well, saying. That's true. Maybe we should go back down. Why? We're already halfway up. I don't want to go back down again. Well, uh, I would rather if... if hmm, Maybe we could... We could send a message to Triss some other way and go find her on our own. We don't really have to talk to my mother, do we? What's wrong with your mother? Well, I'd be happy to talk with my mother one more time. I kind of give you this knowing look. Well, we, um, I did mention, you noticed uh, Greenspire isn't very far from Zestoria, the continent. She may be one of the reasons that the Hive does not venture this far. Is that not a good thing? Well, she's, um, she's very... She's she was a good mother. She's a lot. She's a she's a little intense. Is she powerful? Is she like a uh, a leader of this city? She is the high priestess of the Zirinist shrine upon the peak of the mountain. I don't know what those words mean. She is possibly one of the most knowledgeable religious folk in the continent. Is she? You said it. Priestess? And there is power that comes with that, yes. Meaning like... A priestess. Like cleric? Yes. Does she uh, use magic like you? On a much, much larger scale. Well, maybe she could help me. That that was my initial thought, which is another argument for why we do need to speak with her. But we could also... Maybe we could find you someone else. <laughs> why not just go to the person that we've found already? I mean, you don't have to come there's with no, us. There's no particularly rational reason not to... How what was the signal are for you, turning this thing around? Are you the black sheep of your family? It's like when your parent is a doctor and then you want to go into music. <laughs> At this point of the conversation, for anybody that does make their view out towards the southern area, is anyone looking out there or are you guys just paying attention to one another? I don't think we can avoid it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless you're We're closing looking. your eyes. is doing her best. <laughs> I'm not scared. I've got Featherfall, so I mean... <laughs> I have my own version of Featherfall, yes. one might say. Your wings and just glide. Any of those add another person to it? He's got Levitate. I've it's got fine. Levitate and Featherfall. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, you do see this massive construct floating in the air going south. What is that? Which you know to be the airship. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's the Fabulous Reston. No, they're not naming it the Fabulous Reston. I like the Gilded Griffin, but now that it's oh, not Oh, yes, ours, we did like the Gilded Griffin. It, it's called the Aerith. The Aerith? Yeah, did you guys not know? Was it written we, in common on the side? I didn't see that. Uh, no, no, that's just what Kara told me. Oh. She said, welcome she to the it? Aerith. Oh, okay. If she named it, I think it'd be like the, the bitch's burden or something like that. <laughs> The bad bitch mobile. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aerith sounds scary. It, yeah. Makes sense. That's like a part kind of, of a it. Yeah. Word. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> and as all this is happening, the platform begins to slow. I, I, I grab Atreus's shoulder. Oh my god, it's falling. <laughs> she just to the, like slam to the ground. <laughs> I just start laughing uncontrollably. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Get up. Get up. She looks up from the ground. Why? I, Why would you joke? I, Slowly gets back up. <laughs> and as it reaches its peak, just kind of 
jostles into place and it's... Ah, they didn't fix that part. Feels like something <laughs> from below is automatically pushed out from underneath to hold it in place. And you hear a bell go ching-a-ling-a-ling, ching-a-ling-a-ling. Took him a minute. Um, here we are. And in front of you is what looks like a standard garage door for us, uh, made out of wood. Uh, a little bit of metal holding it all together. I take out a little button and press it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the door begins to slowly open. It doesn't open all the way. He's like, there shouldn't be any more freight today. I'm not taking oh. this delivery. We're not, we're not freight. They said they Send were going to call down. you. What? Send no, it back no. down. No, 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 He begins to I shut can't. the door again. I can't. She starts like crawling underneath. <laughs> Lyndon, you, you, you see at the very, uh, at the nice shiny stone polished floor, you see a pair of flip-flops and shorts. Do I recognize these flip-flops and shorts? You know exactly who this is. Eat them already. Okay. <laughs> is he wearing socks? No socks. Okay. I only wear socks with Crocs, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as you, <laughs> as Atreus is trying to like curl down, he's like, <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, looks up from the ground. Why? Why are you all like this? He begins to open the garage door, and uh, in front of you all is pretty much uh, an embodiment of me. <laughs> Flip-flop shorts, <laughs> a hoodie, hood over his head, wearing a hat, and there are some spectacles on his face. Lyndon, you know this as Patty. P-A-D-D-Y. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh, Patty, how many tourists have uh, soiled themselves for that one? Oh, uh, lately, in quite recent a few. years. Quite a few. This is this has been fun. This has been fun. Yeah. So uh, your friends here, uh, who we got? Ah, this is Resden. Nice uh, to meet the you. Rather wow. jaundiced looking. Uh, are you human? <laughs> I look at you like, what are you what are you doing, man? Yes, I'm, of course, human. I look at Patty. Yeah, sure you are. He's a big kidder. Big kidder here. Atreus in the background is standing up and just like. This is Atreus. And this little fellow here is Gimlet. Well, nice to meet you all. Well, visitors for the celebration and uh, to see. Um, what? Uh, I couldn't hear that. But uh, is anybody expecting you? <sighs> My mother. She's expecting you? Well, no. Well, that's going to be awkward. Does any, do you need an invitation to visit your mother? Uh, so his mom is kind of the high priestess here. Well, yeah. yeah. So his mom. It is his mom. Sometimes she's busy. There's usually the times where she's meditating. Actually, it's probably about the time of day. But yeah. I also may not have spoken to her by sending stone letter or in any means for over a year. Oh, well, let me go open the other doors and I will let you through because I don't want any part of this because if she finds out I was here, or even Timber, um, you know, mm -mm. <sighs> please take all the time you need. What's like the population of Greenspire? Does he know everyone? Patty pretty much knows everybody no, that Linden. comes in and out. Oh, Lyndon knows quite a few people. I mean, is it like 2,000 people, 20,000 people, 200,000 people? On the standard population, probably about three to 400. Okay, so not but not, for the celebration, not, big, not huge. It's a small village. Okay, uh, okay. Normal times. Yeah, it's a fancy elevator for such a small village. We get a lot of um, surprising amounts of foot traffic for a mountain village. You ever thought about uh, enclosing it so it's not Why? open air? Oh, because people can't fly. Yeah, yeah, that might be hmm. a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so you see Patty make his way to the far end of this massive warehouse. Considering this mountain is made out of stone, the ground underneath you is actually polished. It is beautiful, polished stone. This whole entire building, which is a pretty massive warehouse, probably about 50 feet by 100 feet with, you know, the two elevator doors and then two bigger doors on the opposite end. There's a ton of crates and various cargo that's going to be going in and out. And as he goes to, uh, you know, manually lift the other door, it's dark in here. You just see, like, the beam of light. It seems like a safety uh, issue. You shouldn't you have some lights or something? No, I don't care for the light while I'm here alone. Nobody comes in and out and bothers me. Doesn't OSHA like have something to say about that? The ocean <laughs> doesn't talk to anybody. It is water. And as you were all there, he lifts this door of the little bit of dust and light just kind of billows in. And you all hear a lot of foot traffic and a lot of people out there. And as this door is fully lifted and you see for Lyndon, Gimlet and Atreus, what you thought was going to be a small village looks like it is a massive quarter mile diameter different world. Everything is polished stone on the ground. There are various carts and buildings all throughout here. And on the outer edge of the mountain itself, it appears that there are stairs carved in. There are homes. There are archway doors and windows all over the place. And with the sun rising, it is casting a slight shadow from the peak that is in the northeast corner. And Lyndon, you would know that's where your mother's... Fuck, forgot the word. <laughs> Temple? Temple, thank you. I had... I, I couldn't think of the word like multiple times when I was writing it. Yeah, <laughs> you can see that's where your mother's temple is. Oh, boy. And I've asked this multiple times before, but what's everybody's passive perception? It's 15! <laughs> Mine is 11. What was your passive perception, Nate? 15! Okay. Mine's 12. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and as you are all standing here, you walk out in a little bit, and it is an amazing place. There are people from all over on 3-All just here shopping, eating food at some of the various vendors and the actual restaurants that are built into the stone structure itself. How is Lyndon feeling? Queasy. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys just going to stand there or uh, going to go walk around? I, I think that while my mother finishes her afternoon meditations, uh, maybe we could see my father first, which will still be awkward, but perhaps easier. Is there any way we could... Maybe find an inn or a tavern or something. I haven't slept in a very, very long time. And I only got about an hour before the landing. Ah, yes. Well, that is... We can um, Maybe serve two purposes there. Uh, my father is an innkeep here. Oh. So, that will help. Okay. Oh, okay. As long as it isn't, like, too early. What's your father's know. name? Gosh, Same question. It's too <laughs> Timber. I've yes, said it multiple Timber. times, too. You have said it multiple times. <laughs> what is my father's name? I'm so nervous right now. What's my name? <laughs> what is my name? And your mother? Finden Thongleather. Finden Longleather? <laughs> Finden Thongleather. <laughs> and your mother? Leaf. I don't even remember. What's my mother's name? It's been a long time since I wrote this. Um, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Thank you, Patrick, <laughs> for remembering my mother's name. S-A-I-A-R-R, -R, Longfeather. What's that, Sayar? 
Yeah, that sounds right. I'm just going to go ahead and pull up the uh, backstory document while we're paused here. That's why I got seven pages here, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, probably a good portion of those pages are me just inventing the religion of Sirenism. Actually, I did not print that one out. You didn't print that part out? Okay. Because I knew we were going to get there today. Nobody cares about my uh, religious history. (laughs) How old are they? When were they married? How long have they been married? (laughs) What's the name of the uh, inn that he owns? What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> I actually do know that. It's Harrow. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, what's Harrow? So, uh, Linden's family structure, backstory moment. <laughs> his mother is Sayar Longfeather, and Timber Longfeather is his father. Timber is mostly Tabaxi, and Sayar is Aarakocra. We've mentioned his sister Triss. When inhabitants of Greenspire in the Sirenist sort of culture get married, they choose a new last name and both take it. So both of them have maiden names. Timbers is Carr. No, Timbers is Harrow. It's it was Timber Harrow and Sire Carr, K A R R. And as you were all standing out here, probably about 10, 15 feet out of the the warehouse, you'd hear the door shut, and there are, there's hundreds of people out here. This is very busy. Linda, you've never seen it this. <sighs> crazy. There are more stands all over the place than you've never seen. It appears that there have been a couple more um, various uh, openings and whatnot throughout the whole entire structure. And one thing you're not used to is this beautiful polished ground underneath you. The whole entire place has been polished. It is almost like a glass surface. Well, it's usually more peaceful here, but this could be fun. It's not normally this crowded. It's normally pretty quiet. That's amazing. It's definitely a lot of people. Not I'm really surprised the elevator was still intact after carrying this many people. That's, that's I'm not, sure it wasn't all at once. That's not foods. <laughs> oh yes, we do have excellent food. Oh look, they're inspired. making elephant ears over there. <laughs> Imagine they're like real elephant ears. Yeah. Rolls for elephant ears. <laughs> How's the party standing right now? I'm just very curious as a... Oh wait, is um, Atreus and resident in front, Lyndon just kind of Holding in the back. Imagine we're yeah. like all side by side, like a nice little silhouette of adventurers. <laughs> Atreus at one point also has kind of taken her cowl and kind of put it over the back of her head. So it's yeah. more like a hood than I a forget, cowl. How is Atreus's hair done? It's kind of like a faux mullet or I've seen some people call it like the Rachel or a wolf cut or that something so like that. So not buzzed on the sides, no. but okay. Yeah. Kind of quaffed on top, a little higher up. <laughs> residents very much in the hair. Yep. <laughs> As you're all gazing about Linden, you get tackled from behind, pushed forward in front of resident oh. on the left and Atreus on the right hand side. And on top of you, you see this pretty stocky tabaxi. Hey, you little bugger! What? You think you can come home and not see your father before you go see your mother? What the hell you doing, boy? Oh, we were just on oh, our way, father. Oh. <laughs> Where did you even come from? Atreus has pulled her knife. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck oh, get off me, old man. That's <laughs> <laughs> good to see you, boy. He uh, kind of stands up off you, extends his hand, and picks you up. Good to see you, too. Big hearty hug. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Kind of fucking send a message or nothing. I have to hear it from the fuckers downstairs. Well, it was, um, yes, I'm not looking. F- I wasn't looking forward to this part of the conversation, and I'm especially not looking forward to it with Mother. Uh, you're not going to be looking forward to the f- 50 gold for the fucking aged barrel, are you? Uh, I just open my 
pouch, which contains currently 414 gold and count out 50 for him right in front of him. Here you go. Oh, for, for fuck's sake, this is great. Wasn't really going to make you pay, boy. <laughs> We've been doing well as adventurers, father. Ah, well, you will have to come to the inn and uh, tell me some stories. But uh, go, go see your fucking mother. Let's, um, no. I, I like that. Let's um, go to the inn and, no, and tell no. stories. That sounds wonderful. No. Uh, my friend Atreus here, uh, Atreus, no, uh, no, Timber, no, my father, no. uh, we should oh, go nice rest. We should definitely go rest. Who's your other uh, friend? Uh, this is Resden. I would love and to this see his mother is right Gimlet. now. Nice to meet you, Resden. Resden, shut up. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a little one down there? Uh, Gimlet. Hello. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> Linden's nephew. Oh, wait. No, you would know that's a lie. Um... <laughs> That's my nephew. That is possibly the worst thing you could have said right now. <laughs> it's his son. Wait, what? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, there's going to be some more stories at the end. So, you and you and the little wee one down there, you're coming with me. Go see your fucking mother. Uh, no. Should... If we don't come back, you should know that I received a message from Triss yesterday. Fuck you. You play fucking games with me. I know I have not been the most connected to the family after I received word. Oi. It hit me go see your If it's true, go see your fucking mother now. Yes, sir. You two, and we won with me. And he kind of puts his arms around you on your shoulders and follow me. We'll get a drink. It's early. I need one now. Do you have any any breakfast? Or coffee? We'll get you something. Okay. We'll catch you later. Be, be safe. Go! If I do not return... Go. Take care of Gimlet. Go, you fucking numbskull. You mean take take care of I'm him? I'm going. Or? I'm going. <laughs> take care of him. Resden. All right. Get it together. <laughs> I see. Good luck. <laughs> and have fun storming the temple. <laughs> if I run with my arms behind my back, they won't see. <laughs> <laughs> and Lyndon, as y your friends are uh, scooped away by your. Tabaxi, father, everything in life seems to slow down in front of you. With all the amount of traffic that is here, <sighs> it appears that everyone has moved out of the path of your way and you can see the stairway carved into the mountainside itself, leading up towards your mother's temple. <laughs> well, here we go. He's not walking very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lyndon, as you make your way you can feel your heart beating through your whole entire body. You can hear it in your ears. You can feel it in your claws. There's a set of 24 stairs in front of you, each one getting narrower from the base to the top as they curve around into this 10-foot wide, probably about 50-foot tall arch. Mm. And from the top of the stairs all the way 250-plus feet to the other end with the sun just gleaming through, casting a shadow on the one platform you know your mother just sits there and prays and meditates. You see in front of you what appears to be a massive egg shape. Just looks like it's silhouetted in black. As you walk down in what feels like forever, the hallways that lead to the left and the right slowly pass by you. You get closer and closer. You can begin to see little speckles of color inside this egg shape. It appears to be feathery, 
It's mainly gray with black speckles and white speckles throughout. You know your mother is in there. With her wings wrapped around herself, meditating. I want to walk as quietly as physically possible. Still check. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Lyndon has lots of practice. <laughs> Keeping the claws extended up above your feet as you walk, rolling your pads, your padded feet along the ground, the polished stone ground. You don't make a sound. You are five feet from her. You can feel your heart beating through your whole entire body. You haven't seen your mother in five years. You haven't talked to her unless. Lyndon sits down, cross-legged on the ground, and lights an incense stick and starts playing a gentle tune on the harp. Something familiar or something different? Something familiar. As you begin to play, you see this egg-like shape. Just give a little shudder. It sits. She lets some time pass. Probably about two minutes. As you see from around her, her wings that has been wrapped around her body to create that egg shape. She extends her wings. She stands up. She turns around. What do you have to say for yourself, dear? Nothing I can say will repair what I have done. I think we'll leave it right there. <laughs> Gosh, so much tension. Mama. I'd like to thank you all. <laughs> what did you do, Matt? I said, Mama, I didn't mean to make you cry. <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for joining us on this episode of The Misfits Guide to Adventuring. I am their Dungeon Master, Patrick. You can find me on the Twitters at ProfessorPFM. Where can they find you, Nate? They can find me in a days of tension after playing this game <laughs> on Twitter at Nate Scott Jones. What about you, Otto? You can also find me on Twitter at Human Wreckage, spelled wrong, because I'm dumb. <laughs> or, or because you're right and everyone else is wrong. Yes. Or you're innovative. Innovative. There it is. Innovative. I'm an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Matt? I can be found on Twitter, Longfellow underscore Matt. Thank you all for joining us on our adventure this episode. If you want more misfits in your life, you can follow us on Twitter at misfits underscore guide. Please also give us a follow on our main group page at cast of many things where you can get notifications of our other podcasting adventures. All our episodes of misfits guide can be found by searching cast of many things on iTunes, Podbean, or any other podcasting app of your choice. If you enjoy our content, please do leave us a five star rating and review on Apple podcast review and Podbean. We also welcome you to contact us by email at castofmanythings at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. But we would absolutely love to hear from you guys, our amazing fans, and we'll see you next time on Misfits Guide to Adventuring. Did we level up? Please. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs>